to all you Oklahomans who are interested in getting backstage with some really fascinating people. Welcome to Pepper's Podcast. Hi, it's Pepper with Pepper's Podcast. Uh, today's episode five, and I've asked Bailey to join me as a co-host. And the reason that I asked Bailey to join me is four months ago, she and I went to an incredible restaurant called The Gray Sweater. The Gray Sweater is in downtown Oklahoma City, and we had an amazing meal, saw a staff that was basically choreographed. It was a ballet, and the leader of the staff was Chef Black, the owner of Gray Sweater, Black Walnut, Law Baguette. We met Chef Black briefly that night. He was courteous enough to come over and say hi. And then maybe a month ago, we had lunch with Chef Black. And Bailey and I got to talk with Chef Black and he has such an amazing story. We thought it would be perfect to share with the state of Oklahoma. So I would love to introduce you guys to Chef Andrew Black. All right. So like a grand finale, right? <laughs> <laughs> Chef, Thanks for having me. My gosh, thank you for the opportunity to talk with you. I think everyone is going to be just uh, blown away by your story. And I'd like to start it by saying you could be anywhere. You could be cooking anywhere on the planet. And you chose Oklahoma City. Tell us how you got here, man. You know, I'll tell you why I chose Oklahoma City. It's all because of the people. Yeah. People matters, and I'm a true believer that the best set of people in the world are based here in Oklahoma City, and that's what did it for me. I was at the Peabody Hotel and literally packing up to go back to Paris, and I got a call to come to Oklahoma City to open a hotel, and I'm like, okay, where's that? And I said no twice. And the general manager at the time, John Williams, said, listen, we'll take care of you coming down here. I just, you just got to come and meet people in Oklahoma. And so I came down here and he said to me, if you don't believe the best people in Oklahoma City, he said, go and ask a brick town. He said, I guarantee at least four people said, follow me. I took him up on the offer just so I could prove his point to say no. And there it was. At least four people said, listen, I'll show you a breakdown, show you around. And so I knew I needed to give it a year. Uh, five years into it, I still did not unpack because I wasn't <laughs> certain. I, I wasn't certain. I'm like, I don't know if I want to die in this town. And, you know, as time goes by, it just grows in me and for someone who left home at an early age and traveling the world working, at that time I was looking to find myself, looking for a space where I belong. And the more I stayed in Oklahoma, the more I grew on it, and the more I met people where it becomes family. So there was no intention of leaving the family that I've built here and I've met here. And so it becomes home for me, man, 15 years. And this is home for me. And I came to Oklahoma City in the worst ice storm, 07, 06, yes. somewhere off there. And true story, I'm driving down from Memphis, Tennessee, because I was, I was at the Peabody Hotel. That's where I last worked before I came to Oklahoma City. And when I reached the sign that said, welcome to Oklahoma, is where my truck shut off 
in that ice storm. And I'm oh like, I'm not supposed to be there. And for <laughs> some reason, it started again. And I head to Oklahoma City. Here I am, man. 15 years, I'm a diehard in Oki. Love it. Wouldn't trade it at all. This is home for me. Just and unbelievable. To have someone like you call Oklahoma home is just a complete blessing. Um, but to give people that are listening today an idea of the places that you've seen, the places you've worked, that you're able to compare to Oklahoma City, I got to ask you, you know, give us your history. Where were you from? Uh, tell us step by step how you got here from where you were born. Yeah. So, so, so I'm from Jamaica, right? And I grew up in a little village called Barracks River. It's where I grew up around a lot of Indians. So my father's side of family came from India on the spice slave ship back in the days. So I grew up, a lot of people is like, oh, can you cook me some Jamaican food? I grew up cooking a lot of Indian food, the takari, the dal, the puri, the chutney, always cooking my grandmother. And so I knew then that that was what I wanted to do. I, I was one, I'm one of those people who from early age knew what I wanted to do and never wanted to do anything else. So technically I've never worked a day in my life. But, <laughs> you know, I have fun doing what I do, and it's a wonderful thing. But, you know, from there, I've had the opportunity working in Paris at the Ritz Hotel, spent a little time in Cuba, Turks and Caicos, Columbus, Ohio, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, here in Oklahoma City. And, you know, people always said, where's your favorite place to work? Well, it comes down in different things that I like to do. I uh, love Turks and Caicos because of the dive-in and the culture there. Love Paris because of the food and just what fashion and how people take on life. Um, Columbus are higher, believe it or not. Love it because it's so cold. I don't <laughs> like the bugs, man. <laughs> like sometimes. So love uh, Columbus. And so the irony see. is the ice storm that you encountered uh, for someone that was <laughs> the cold, that was like a welcome mat. That was like a welcome deal for me. So, you know, I can adapt to any situation anywhere. I'm a people's person. So, you know, I really, anywhere you drop me in, I'm always going to be comfortable with people. But for me, Oklahoma just takes it to another level. So if, People might say, do you miss the beach? Do you miss the lot of other things that I've seen other places? But here's what I tell them. If you search hard enough, you can find a little of everything you're accustomed to in Oklahoma. You just got to search hard enough. We might not have beach here, but we have some of the best rivers in Oklahoma. I love that. So do you get to travel much anymore? Or are you mostly here in Oklahoma all the time? I'm mostly here in Oklahoma all the time, but I'm trying to change that this year. Yes. That's why I'm fully vaccinated, got my card, and it, you know it's about time to just get out there and let loose a little. What's your first stop going to be? Probably Peru. Okay. Probably, yeah. That probably sounds Peru awesome. Because, um, Peru than probably Spain because there's so much going on in the food culture there that it's it's there's just so much to learn you know that's why at the gray sweater we didn't want to have a certain cuisine we wanted to source ingredients from all around the world because the whole idea was that you're eating a fish and it's from some jungle around the world it's bringing that to the table and so for me it's about okay let's go there and travel the world again so stay tuned because there's a big travel plan coming up. <laughs> um, when we ate at your restaurant, 
um, it, it felt like there was an Indian um, influence on your food. And is that something that you've taken from learning how to cook with your grandma? Or is that something you learned along the way? Uh, you know, yes and no. And here's why. So let me explain the gray sweater to you a little. And it probably help audience and everyone understand more. So for us, gray has no allegiance. And there's a reason for that. We're not bound and committed to any one cuisine or ingredients. And the sweater really embody who we are. It's the just that warmth of the service we offer. We source ingredients from around the world seven days a week. It never ends. We offer a three-tier tasting menu, right? There's no menu anywhere you go online. You don't get a menu, but it's built in three-tier, and they are all built in separate emotion, meaning that tells a different story. So you could be eating the 10 course, and it's the journey we want to take you on. And, you know, the great sort of, it's, it's a place where ideas are developed. We get ingredients, we question the ingredients, and we tell a story through it. And when you sit down, it's us in that dish. It's the story we came up with. It's the ideas we came up with. So every dish is built on their own individual. They all have to represent their self and represent their self well. Otherwise, they can't make the menu. So yes, sometimes there's a little Indian influence. It might be a little Asian influence, but it's not set out to be, let me give you an Indian influence. It's about the ingredients that we source. You know, we're, we're getting things from all over the world. And so sometimes we get stuff and it doesn't work. And we have to part ways with it, no matter what it costs us, because we're never going to sacrifice the guests. So one of my favorite things about Gray Sweater, and this might be a little silly, but was it was the water tasting menu. <laughs> that was right. One of my favorite things, where did you get that idea from? And then where do you get the water from? So, you know, when I used to work in Paris or dine in Paris, um, you know, one of my favorite restaurants over there is by a chef called Guy Morton. And you sit down in his restaurant and the first thing comes to you is a water menu. And it's about five page deep, you know. And, and the first time I saw this, I was like, Welcome to tap water. <laughs> but I wanted to treat myself that night, so I indulged in the water. And when I look back on that and I open Gray Sweater, it's something we knew we always want to do. Um, we've been working on our water menu for over six months. And it continued to evolve. It continued to change because there's so much. When you get into water, there's so much out there. And the more we research it, we, we question ourselves about everything. Is it too much? for Oklahoma or wherever. But we came to the realization fast that we got to do us and what we believe in. And so we introduced the menu and everyone is loving it. Mm -hmm. Everyone is loving it, you know? And God forbid if we're out of water, people are like, well, I had that one last week, where it's at? So it, it's been a, a great program. Um, we source our water from a lot of different cult, um, countries. Um, we got the Queen's water here. We got water from Iceland. We got water from Tennessee, <laughs> you know, the Tennessee rivers. Um, that's a really popular water. It's uh, the bling water. So just all over we source stuff from. And when we were at your restaurant, um, just fascinating, we sat, uh, sat at the chef's table and yeah. you prepared 
the food in front of everybody. I mean, literally your kitchen is open to the entire chef's table and dining room. Um, yes. What, it, what drew you to that arrangement rather than having a closed off kitchen? Well, if you look at who, who we really are, you're coming to our home. And when you come to our home, we're not hiding in the back cooking and you're just sitting down. It's, it's, a, it's a conversational restaurant. It's a conversational piece. You know, and so we wanted to do something where upfront in your face, there's no hiding away. It's a real active kitchen. You know, at one point, I remember us questioning ourselves, when we're finished at night, do we clean the restaurant in front of guests? And we made the decision, yes, because it's an active restaurant. I love kitchen. that. That is, there's nothing hidden. And you'd never believe how much guests is fascinated by it. It's a show. It's not just dinner. It's like dinner and a show. You're in my home, and it's even though it's built really well with high-end plates and glass, at the end of the day, it's a comfortable sitting. You're, you come to visit the team, and we interact with you. You interact with us, and it's about how we made you feel. It's an everlasting memory, and it's a journey around food and the world. And then running along the, the theme of it being a show, does it ever get exhausting or frustrated? Do you ever feel like you're having to um, like put on a face when you're at work? Um, I've, I've worked in a restaurant before, and I know how sometimes the back kitchens can get whenever things are tense. Um, so does that ever get hard to be out on display all the time? You know, no, it doesn't, because we hire on the, a few things. Mm -hmm. um, experience is not really the top of our list when we look for someone. You know, it's one, do they have integrity? Two, do they have empathy and do they have the will to be better today than yesterday? And with that said, the ambassadors, when those moments come up is how we deal with it. There are times the guests won't realize, but there are times things goes really wrong on our end. At the end of the day, though, it's, we're just cooking food. We're not giving birth or flying to the moon, you know? <laughs> so it's <laughs> and like, I'll tell you. are kind of showing the pot in all, it's, like, we, it's a modern world, man. We're enjoying and loving what we're doing. Um, we enjoy the family we have here, and we enjoy the guests coming in. You know, and it feels great to, we have a high return guest rate, and there's nothing better to see your family come back for dinner, and we open a bottle of wine, and we talk about your week. And it's, it's, that, it's that feeling, but done in a really intentional eye level. Everything we do in the room is intentional. The music, the AC, the light, the food, the timing of the course. When I opened this thing, everyone said to me, it would never work. There's no menu. Who's going to show up and pay such a high dollar amount and you have no menu? They're like, chef, get out of here. You're crazy. And, you know, again, the support of Oklahoma. And now there's people traveling from all over the globe to come here and eat. It's just... Unbelievable, just a great thing. And you know, the, the good thing is what? We're not even scratching the surface yet, you know? And then when you talk about the bar program, we have a gentleman, Tom, that it's, it's his world, you know? It's his world. I can't keep my hand out of the cookie jar. You create these drinks and I'm always there trying and tasting and everything. It's just, 
I can go on and on and on. And guests just love it, and we're grateful. I hear so much about the gray sweater from people talking downtown. And what I hear over and over again is, I'm going to refer to it as a chef's line. So when you guys are cooking, it's you and a couple of chefs next to you, and everybody comments that you're participating with the chefs and at the same time watching what each one of the chefs is doing. I mean, you are literally taking multitasking to the next level, and the uh, service, uh, the young lady that was coming and asking us to pick out the different ingredients she thinks is in each dish. Um, I've never had that happen before. And when we were telling her what we thought the flavors were in your uh, dishes, we were wrong. And then when she told us what the flavors actually were, we were like, yes, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> right, and so right. um, question for you, how, how do you, um, how do you envision the the training the uh, to 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 prepare and present food on such a high level what do you have to do with the people around you as the leader the patriarch of the restaurant what do you do to get to a comfort level there's never a comfort level uh, that no, I we're, get, we're, yes. we're always aiming to be better than yesterday and it all come, it comes down to the ambassador. It's that integrity. It's the will to be better than yesterday. Because when we show one of our ambassadors the vision of what we're trying to do, the integrity gets, it chips in like, okay, this is what we're trying to do. So it comes down to details now. It has to be this every day, no matter what. It, we, it's never changed. This is not a restaurant where we have, you, you're allowed to have a, a bad night. It's not that kind of place. You have to be on your aim game every day. And so for me, it's about the details, checking for the little, simple, minute details. Every day in this room is game day. We're playing for the Super Bowl, and we have to win every day. And we have to win by setting a record. We don't, we don't just want to win. So it's kind of the Ocean Eleven. um it's kind of the Ocean Eleven mentality also. You know, hire all the best people for the right thing. Don't try to be all. And I'm the guy who is a detail guy. Where's the details? Where's the detail? Where's the detail? And, and Chef, this begs the question, uh, when you lived in Paris, uh, the food scene is very popular, and there's probably a large pool of people that you'd be comfortable cooking with. Uh, same way in the Turks and Caicos. The, have you found the pool of people that are eager to become ambassadors at Gray Sweater uh, sufficient in Oklahoma City, or do you have to pull in people from outside the borders of Oklahoma? You know, that's a very good question. Um, I've been here 15 years. I've been, I've been fortunate and lucky to open the major um, restaurant that is needed in Oklahoma City. And we have always brought in people from the outside because that's how, in my mind, that's how you grow a city, is bringing in more experience. Uh, for Gray Sweater, it happened because of 15 years, people come to us. And so sometimes it's not necessarily the experiences there, 
but it's the will to be better than yesterday is there. And with that, we can always train to do and be anything we want to be. So it's right now for Gray Sweater. And when you open a restaurant, it takes time to develop that team. And we are going on almost two years. And I can honestly say this room has the best ambassador working in here. I'm very comfortable and very happy with the team we have um, by far. The best ambassadors. I, I, I think that's... And, I, and I'll go on to say the best ambassadors in the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, working in great sweater. Just wonderful, great people. You know, I'm one of these persons. I'm not going to hire somebody if I can't have a cup of coffee with them. We share meals here. So just, I've been fortunate in this. I love it. And your, 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 your success at the gray sweater is just well-deserved. Um, can I ask you about you, Chef Andrew Black? Okay. <laughs> Tell me about a typical day. What time do you get up in the morning? Oh, man, I get up 7.30 every morning because I have to take my little one to school. Um, I normally go to bed around 3.34 a.m. And, you know, my, my time span for sleep, and that's been me for the longest while. People always get scared to go anywhere with me at night because it's like, this guy is never going to sleep. <laughs> so, you know, I get up, um, take my daughter to school, and, you know, I try not to do any phone calls or anything until around 9 o'clock. And, you know, 10, 11 o'clock, I'm, I'm here in the building somewhere. And we go back until late again, and that's an everyday thing. Um, I'm a slight, I love to cycle, you know, I love to oh. get on my bike um, and ride. I heard you like, say a cyclist. Yeah, I love to do that. Uh, more than anything, uh, I love a good cigar and a good Johnny Walker. Uh, you know, I love to travel. And these days I try not to do much on Mondays and Tuesdays. I like to take those time for myself. So, you know, we live in a world now in the culinary world and the restaurant industry and, you know, I was having this conversation with someone today. It's a different world. You know, people get mad at the new generation that wants to be off and wants to go places. And I always say to people these days, especially older people in the business, I said, you need to get accustomed to that because people want to be, enjoy life. They want to travel the world. They want to meet people. They want to do all these things. So I, I'm one of those for the new movement of enjoying yourself work hard, but also enjoy the best life you can. And at the end of the day, uh, you just have the biggest blessing that your work is your passion. Yes, yes, and absolutely. And so, um, yeah, you get to work 9, 10 uh, o'clock in the morning, and is most of your work logistics for the business, most of your work prepping food, ordering food, what, what does Chef Black do during the day to get ready? Uh, it's, it's big picture. You know, we, I have ambassadors around me now. The staff, as we call the ambassadors, that it's their show. And the guidance, it's their show. You can't be great by peeling the potato every day. You, you know, you have to have people. Again, it's an Ocean Eleven mentality. Right. We have great people that do their job and do it well. So for me, it's big thinking. You know, we have two more restaurants coming um, 
getting ready to work on in Oklahoma City. That's what amazing. will open before the year is out. And that's what it comes down to, is big thinking and setting the platform to be even bigger because then it's allow us to take care of the ones who take the journey with me on a better scale. You know, the two weeks vacation, the insurance and everything. So for me, it can't be just about the meal on the plate. It's the big picture planning. It's what, what do we look like in three years, 10 years and going further? How does the people that take the journey look like in their personal life? Do they own a house? Do they own a car? Are they satisfied? So it's everything. It's more, it's more than just the food on the plate right now. It's how do we give back to the community? Um, the, our charity work is all those things that keeps me up at night in the mornings. Um, I want to hear about your first job in the restaurant industry or, or actually cooking for, for money to get paid for it. Okay. And what, so, what you learned from that that you didn't know you'd need to know going into the restaurant industry. So when I left home, I walked into a hotel called Boscobel Beach Hotel in Jamaica. I worked there for two years for free, lived in the changing room, slept on a bench. I was cleaning over 18 fridge a day, juicing over 5,000 orange a day. It was a freshly squeezed or, um, orange juice hotel. And my my aim then was to burn the machine up. <laughs> <laughs> so so how, how old are you when you're working these two years for free? 14, 15. I just kept going. Yeah. Yes. Just kept going. I was one of the best jobs I had. No care. I just kept going. But <laughs> you know what I know from then? Um, never cheat what we do. The discipline was always there. Um, I was always from then, and I have a certificate to prove this, even cleaning fridge and doing dishes then, I never had a spot on my jacket. It wasn't allowed. It wasn't allowed, you know. That is amazing. Yeah. So you worked for two years uh, at age 12 to 14 in a restaurant yeah, and free. Um, that just shows like a work ethic um, ingrained in you. And um, that begs the question, uh, tell us about your folks. Do you have brothers and sisters? You know, what what created Chef Black at a young age? But you know what? So, yes, I have brothers and sisters, but leaving home so young, it was the people I met along the way. It's the people I met along my journey. I mean, I've met so many tremendous people in this world that are I'm so close with that has helped me along the way. Um, and and that, that's like the, uh, the famous, yeah. uh, show me your friends, I'll show you where you're going, kind of a... Exactly, you know. Um, gosh, even in Oklahoma here, my business partner, Rudy Corey. I mean, that's family, man. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's family. Um, leaving home early does something to you. It, it helps you to appreciate the world. It helps you to appreciate people and process. And if you're grounded, it just helps you to work harder because you've seen so many things. And so even when there's a pandemic, you just know that you're built to get out of it because you go back to the drawing board and you work harder than yesterday. And so for me, you know, yeah, I have brothers and sisters, but I have people around the world in so many different countries that I can call them because I'm so close to them because... We spent hours in kitchens, mm -hmm. whether your finger was cut, whether you're hungry, whether you're working so hard. Those were your 
brothers and sisters beside you. So that I make that connection. Sense. It's a connection that I've built around the world, around the globe, you know, and even here in Oklahoma City, it's that connection, it's that love, it's that there are those people that even call, I have friends here that call me even in days when out of the blues and just to check on me and say, hey, did you do this today? Did you do that today? Are you doing well? I have chefs that I've worked for when I'm opening these restaurants, they send me a checklist. They say, let's go over your checklist. And I'm like, what? (laughs) And it's that kind of, um, it's that kind of relationship you get to build over the years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in the culinary world or the food and beverage world, it's a, it's a, it's a tight knit family. You know, yes, we fight. Yes, we argue, but it's a very tight knit family and it's, it's a generation of tiny family. Yeah. And so uh, your little one that you take to school, um, what, what do you anticipate if she has interest in the food industry, in restaurants, in following something that you've done? What would be the next step for her when she's out of high school? She is never going to have any <laughs> interest in the restaurant industry. She's going to do, if, if, if I'm correct, and if I, the way I see it going, she's going to be uh, somewhere in sports, very athletic, and something to do with animals. She's just love those things. So outdoor, animals, athletic, just, yeah. That's yeah okay, be I got yeah. you. But not the industry. <laughs> no. That's pretty good. No. But, yeah. Okay, so then somebody that wants to go into your industry, how would you direct them getting out of high school? What are what are the best steps to take? Start with the basic. Lay off the TV a little. <laughs> you know, start with the basic. Have a good work ethics. Uh, don't think you know everything because you never do. I don't know everything. I never want to know everything because I want. I remain hungry for what I don't know. Um, but the the work respect the craft. You know, respect the craft, the basic of it. Um, I've love for it. Don't do it for money when you start out. And don't wait until you're 90 years old to go at it. Start on right away and stay true to it. Don't be all that, over that is, Just stay true to it. And that's amazing. It. Um, I do have, I think, the greatest compliment that I can give you. I brought my mom and my dad and my daughter to your restaurant to gray sweater and uh we had i think a five or seven course meal and um i was concerned that my daughter who's only 10 years old would not kind of understand the concept and the purpose and the uh the show that you were putting on for her and chef she had a piece of fish and I promise you, she took a bite, looked up at me and said, oh, my God, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can make a 10-year-old who's used to, yeah. you know, peanut butter and jelly try a delicacy and say, oh, my God, that's good. You're doing something. Well, thank you. You know, for us, um, I always say to a customer, we interview every customer before they come to a restaurant. It's a three-minute interview process. And so we... When a customer said, I don't like fish, for example, we always said, are you allergic to it? And if they say no, then our response is, we're asking you not to make that decision until we cook for you. 
Because when we cook for you, then you're you're then you make that decision. And so many times people come in here and say, Oh my god, I didn't know I love squab. I'm in love with squab now. All the time. And you know, we there's no allergies out there we don't cater for. You know, people we live in a world where some places it's like it's okay, we have a condition. Well, it's not a condition anymore in this world. The gluten-free, the dairy-free, the allergies, it's, it's a part of life, man. It's a part of life. So we cater for all those things. Um, the Great Soda is open from Wednesday to Saturday. Um, we do something called a cocktail journey. It's when you pay a certain amount and you come in and Tom go through a journey of three cocktails for you that is not on the menu. It doesn't come with food. But it's this thing where you just you have to make a reservation. You sit at the bar and you enjoy it. So it's an experience also. You know, it's an experience. So, yeah. And so the gray sweater opened Monday through Saturday. Yes. Um, no, sorry. Wednesday through Saturday. Wednesday through Saturday. And uh, about how many people can you sit at the chef's table and how many people total in the restaurant? So we seat every 45 minutes. So it's not like we just bring in a bunch of people and see them. Every 45 minutes is when we see their guests. The restaurant can only sit 46 guests. We don't flip our seats. We'll never do 47. We'll never. We, we we don't flip our seats at all. You own the seat for the night. We never want a customer paying what they pay to come in here and keep looking out there and watching and said, "Oh my God, they probably need a seat." No, you're 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 in our house for that night, and we want you to enjoy it. And uh, one thing that I was really impressed with that you guys put together, um, the gray sweater is on Walnut, just on the north side of the Deep Deuce area, and parking um, is not great there, but you guys have a parking garage underneath the restaurant. Uh, Absolutely. I brought my mom and dad, both of them are 80 years old, and literally, they shut the door to their car and were in your restaurant in like two or three minutes. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And that's, again, intentional. Everything, we use that a lot, intentional. So we needed, we know we needed to have that parking garage there. Um, a little hard to discover at first, but once you get accustomed to it, you know where it's at. And it's so easy. You park again in the elevator, you're right there. Yeah, you just, so yes, easy. absolutely. So easy. And, you know, and then there's Black Walnut and there's Labaget. And, you know, Black Walnut is a, a little louder, uh, more vibrant. It's the place where you felt like you're in Chicago or New York. Um, the, the menu is built based on your mood. Believe it or not, when you wake up, you ask yourself, what are you in the mood to eat? And so that's how Black Walnut menu is. Um, my name is Andrew Black, and it's located on 4th and Walnut, which makes it Black Walnut. <laughs> That's, <laughs> that is so cool. When we went to a branding agent, you know, I walked in, and I got about six names I wrote down, and I said, here, here's what we're going to call the restaurant. They looked at me, they said, what's your name? I said, Andrew Black, why are you asking me my name? He said, said, where's the restaurant located? I said, it's on 4th and Walnut. I said, why are you making it hard? It's called Black <laughs> Walnut. And that was it. <laughs> and that was it. That's the, that, that was it. Yeah. Now, um, the, the gray sweater is connected to black walnut. So, so, no, because they're built under the same roof, but they all breathe 
their own life. They all have their own story. We don't even cross the um, user staff in any one of these. You know, so when the doors are closed, you're in your own space. And if you don't know Black Wallet is there, Graceland is there, Labigate is there, you don't even know those restaurants are there. And that's intentional. We wanted them to feel like that. And I'll tell you what, the three restaurant is a representation of kind of my lifestyle. You know, I like to wake up and, you know, if I can have a cup of coffee and eat a croissant, then, you know, that's the Labigate flow, you know. And, you know, if I want to go somewhere three times a week then and drink some, have some great cocktail and laugh or reel out with some friends and the vibes is right and it's packed and there's a great patio and I'm in the mood eating for some, you know, fried quail with green tomato jam jelly, then, you know, it's the black walnut vibes. You know, it's the black walnut vibes. It's where we break bread and just eat with our fingers sometimes. For sure. And, you know, if I want to, like, step it up and say, you know what? I want a journey. I want a, I want a journey. I want to hang out for hours. I want to catch up with my friend, whether it's a date, whether it's a business, whether it's a family member. I want to do something great. I want to reward myself. Then, yeah, I'm going to gray sweater. So it's kind of a, a little of my lifestyle in these three restaurants. And, I mean, it literally, uh, what I was thinking in my mind is it's, it's like a, a masterpiece painting. You know, I can walk up and look at it and say, you know, that's that's a beautiful thing. So your three restaurants are beautiful. But when the artist explains to me that this actually reflects my life, um, yeah. you know, this is Andrew Black in the morning. This is Andrew Black during the week. And this is Andrew Black on special occasions. Yeah. Um, that it gives me a little bit of goosebumps. I mean, you're yeah. putting yourself out there for the public Absolutely. in a vulnerable way. And uh, I could not applaud that more. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for the support. And more than anything, thanks for the support of everyone from Oklahoma City. When the pandemic, when the, the COVID happened, everyone got scared. You know, we looked at our ambassador and we said, do we turn Gray Sweater into a burger joint? And we looked at each other and we said, we'll, we'll overcomplicate it. We're not going to yeah. do that. But instead, we came in, we work harder, we clean, and just train every day. But something special happened. We had customers that would just stop by and purchase gift certificates that didn't even need it. And you they know, did that. Had, so, oh, that's and, amazing. And, and that's just a true testament that this is where I belong. I have a lot of friends always said, you need to build in D.C. You need to build in New York. And so it, it, it just shows that this is, this is the place, man. This is, I'm very proud and happy of the support we receive. You know, it's not like we're in the main hub. We're over here on the corner. And to stand up and see the parking lot full and a lot of people are coming. I always remind our ambassador, these people are coming here because we promised them something and we have to live up in what we promise. We can't mess it up and we can never take it for granted because there's so many great restaurants in Oklahoma City and they're making way to come here. And that's big value. That's big value. So we don't take it for granted at all. But that's just a true representation of the people here. It's so special. And, you know, and, they do and, their part. 
So we have to do our part. And I can tell you that what you have to offer is something everyone in Oklahoma should experience. Um, as as a uh, just a practical testament, I took my daughter to Gray Sweater because I wanted her to experience that. And it meant more to her than the Civic Center shows, the Thunder basketball games. She still talks about her night at Gray Sweater more than basketball games. It doesn't matter. So I I can tell you I'm born and raised in Oklahoma. I think this is the best state in the world. And Chef, you coming here 15 years ago made this state better. And so I thank you, man. Oh, man. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on your show. Yes. Don't be a stranger at all. Let's, let's, let's drink some champagne pretty soon. Or if you don't okay. drink champagne, let's do some coffee back. pretty soon. Okay? And Chef, uh, <laughs> after this is over, Bailey and I are going to head to the best cigar store in town and bring you the best cigar we can find. Hey, I'm holding you hostage today. <laughs> Uh, Okay, you have uh, meals to prepare for tonight, a show to put on, and I hope you have the best rest of your day. Thank you so much. All the best, and thank you guys a lot, okay? Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. We'll see you, Chef. Have Have a good one.